Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Peace and blessings, everybody out there. Peace and blessings. Peace, peace. and blessings. Peace and blessings. We're about to go live on Facebook. Live. Facebook. Facebook Live. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Check this out. We are live on the Bible show Truth Hour here on POET Radio. We're sharing, 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 and we're asking you to do the same. Same. Share, share, share. Um, so we are getting a little bit of a late start today, but it's still okay. You know, we are getting this word in. We're getting it right. And we're talking about some things that, is, that are very important, brothers and sisters. They are very important. That's why we're discussing them uh, today on the Bible Show Truth Hour here on POET Radio. I'm going to say peace up. We got one of the legends of Chicago Hip Hop, L1, in the building. We got our brother, our brother, our brother. Um, Aza is in the building. The Wake Up Show is representing. Uh, we got Team Truth Hour checking in. Absolutely. And we want to say thank you all for checking in also as well. Start a watch party if you guys can. Start a watch party. We're going to ask that you guys uh, continue to share at this moment and right now in the various groups in which you belong to. And we are doing the same things that we are asking you to do, brothers and sisters. Those Bible groups that you belong to and those things. I don't know why my nose just started, man. (laughs) You already know. Every time. I know, I know, I know. So we're going to talk about the Feast of Unleavened Bread today, brothers and sisters. Uh, a lot of people don't really understand it or don't even know about it, you know, and so we want to talk about that. There's a lot of people who follow the Bible show Truth Hour that don't, don't go to church, don't go to a Bible study class, and sometimes the churches that we go to and belong to don't teach um, these feast days of the Lord. So this is why we are on here. This is why we are sharing this word. It's for the knowledge of the word of God. We don't want you to say, well, Black Eye said or Brother Messenger read, uh, said, we want you to say that they read something to us. And uh, that's what it's all about, brothers and sisters. That's what it's all about. Um, so invite your people, and we are said again doing the same thing. Uh, We're talking about the Feast of Unleavened Bread. What is the purpose of the unleavened bread for seven days? Um, What is the purpose of it? So, um, Brother Messenger, uh, go ahead and just say good evening to the people, and then we'll go ahead and get started. Good evening, Truth Hour fans, uh, team. It's your boy, The Messenger. Just want to say what's up. Glad you all are tuning in, getting ready to receive this word. Uh, remember to bring your pencil and pad and an open mind so that y'all can follow along with these scriptures so that you will know and you will have them um, later on. If you miss something, you can always go back and uh, read it for yourself. We want you to get your Bible so that you can read along with us. Again, we don't want you to say this is what, you, what we said, but we want you to leave saying this is what we read in this book called the Bible. 
continue to share as many times as you can. We want to get as many people uh, on this feed so that uh, the Word of God can reach a multitude of people that uh, may not know what the Feast of Unleavened Bread is all about and why we should observe it. Okay, brothers and sisters, so with that being said, we're going to go ahead and get into our prayer, and then we're going to go ahead and get into our show, um, Truth Hour, brothers and sisters. Let's go ahead, man, Brother Messenger, we're going to go ahead and face the east, and we're going to go ahead and get right into our prayer, brothers and sisters, and um, invite some more people in uh, while you're looking, watching, and listening, brothers and sisters. All right. Do one more thing, brothers and sisters. Go ahead, brother. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, we come to say thank you. Father God, we want to thank you for this day. Father God, we thank you, Father God, for all the people that are listening via Facebook or YouTube, Father God. We pray, Father God, that as we read your word, that they will receive it, Father God, with an open mind and an open heart, Father God. We pray, Father God, that they are educated. For those that don't know about what we are going to teach today, Father God, we ask that you allow them to learn, Father God, and share it with others. Keep us safe under your mercy and grace as we go through this lesson. Pray that they are edified and that you are glorified. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen, brothers and sisters. Again, we thank you for looking and watching and sharing uh, the show today, brothers and sisters. So let's go ahead, open up your Bibles, and we're going to go ahead and turn to the book of Exodus, the 12th chapter. Again, open up your Bibles, and we're going to go to Exodus, the 12th chapter. That's where we want to start at because we want to find out the origin of this day, the Feast of Unleavened Bread. What does it mean? What was the purpose of it originally? What is the purpose of it now? We want to find out all those things, brothers and sisters. And so, um, definitely get your Bible. Get your Bibles, your pen, your paper, and um, follow with us with this word. So, Brother Messenger, we're going to start this thing off. The book of Exodus. The book of Exodus. We're going to start this thing off, and we're going to go... Exodus, the 12th chapter. Turn your Bibles to the book of Exodus, the 12th chapter. And we're going to read verses 17 through 20. Ex- Hold on, wait, wait a minute. We forgot our YouTube listeners almost, Brother Messenger. Oh, yeah. We, 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 we almost forgot our YouTube listeners. So let me go ahead and uh, welcome our YouTube listeners. Give us one moment, brothers and sisters. And there you go. We almost forgot the YouTube family. All right. Video. All right. Give me one moment, brother messenger. Let's work this out, brothers and sisters. We're trying to work this thing out. And, uh, In the meantime, just keep sharing. Keep sharing. Keep sharing.
little bit more time than that. So what we're going to do, brothers and sisters, what we may have to do, and my apologies if we have to do it this way, uh, we may have to uh, switch. Um, in, in other words, go off and come right back on. I'm trying to see if we can prevent from doing that. But we may have to uh, go off and come right back on. And I apologize for that because I know that you guys are on. But what I'm going to do is um, switch phones so that we can record um, for YouTube. Okay, brothers and sisters, we're going to switch real quick. We're going to go off, and then we're going to come right back on, all right? and blessings everybody we are back we are back and uh, sorry for the inconvenience about switching up and I know we're getting a somewhat late start and we didn't share this video somewhere everywhere and uh, we got to go through sharing it again yeah. brother messenger yeah. so, so that's what we got to do alright so let me uh, I can't share it on that one let me see Peace and blessings, everybody. Um, forgive us for that. Forgive us for that. And uh, there you go, one minute ago. So we got to share all the places that we shared before. We got to share it again. <laughs> yeah, all the places that we shared before, we got to share it again. So, again, my apologies for that. So, uh, about a minute ago. There we go. So we got to get get our weight back up. Got to get our weight get our weight back up. <clears throat> All right, peace fam. We almost there. We almost there. We're getting started in one moment. And for those who are listening via Poet Radio, we appreciate you also as well. I'm going to ask that you guys share this just one more time. Again, our apologies. And like I said, also you can create a watch party also as well, which is what I'm going to do on the page. I'm going to create a watch party. There we go. So we're going to go ahead and get started. I'm going to start this watch party. And I'm going to leave it up to you guys to uh, do the majority of the sharing because I can't share like, uh, like I really want to share. All right. 
But I'm going to start a watch party, though. We're talking about the Feast of Unleavened Bread. We're talking about the Feast of Unleavened Bread, brothers and sisters. Okay, cool. So we're going to go ahead and get right into our lesson now. All right, Brother Messenger. What we're going to do this time for this video, let's go ahead and say a quick prayer for this video. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, we want to come to say thank you. Father God, we ask that you watch over us as we go through this lesson. Father God, we pray that the people that are hearing it via Facebook, Father God, via YouTube, are edified, but most of all, that you are glorified. In your mighty Son, Jesus Christ's name, we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen, amen. Let's go ahead and start our YouTube um, listenership, brothers and sisters. And again, we thank you guys for coming back out. Uh, Janice says she likes to run DMC poster. You know, we we old school hip hop heads. Uh, we want to say peace and blessings for those who are out there via YouTube. Tonight's lesson is the Feast of Unleavened Bread. I'm your host, Black Ice, and I'm your co-host, The Messenger. So we're going to ask you guys to turn your Bibles right now to the Book of Exodus, the 12th chapter. The Book of Exodus, the 12th chapter. We're going to learn about this Feast of Unleavened Bread. Why is this feast so important? And if you are a Christian or if you are a follower of Jesus, this is something that the Lord commands us to do now. Absolutely. This time of the year, the Lord commands us to do what we are about to teach you today. So, again, some people say, well, this is the feast of the Jews, or this is the feast. No, brothers and sisters, this is the Lord's feast. And we're going to show you that according to this Bible, that anyone who has a house of worship, or anyone who teaches the word of God is supposed to be teaching his or her congregation, because we have female ministers also, that they must keep the feast of unleavened bread. They must keep the feast of unleavened bread. So let's go to the book of Exodus, the 12th chapter, and let's find out when it was established and the purpose that it was established for. So we're going to go to Exodus, the 12th chapter. Turn your Bibles to the book of Exodus, the 12th chapter, and then we're going to go verses 17 through 20. Exodus, the 12th chapter, verses 17 through 20. Go ahead, Brother Message. And ye shall observe the Feast of Unleavened Bread. For in this selfsame day have I brought your armies out of the land of Egypt. Therefore shall ye observe this day in your generations by an ordinance forever. Hold on, hold on, wait a minute. How long did the Lord say that we are supposed to be celebrating the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Read that again. Therefore, you shall observe this day in your generations by an ordinance forever. By an ordinance, brothers and sisters, forever. So has forever expired yet, Brother Messenger? Absolutely Continue reading. Go ahead. In the first month, on the 14th day of the month at evening, you shall eat unleavened bread until the one and twentieth day of the month at evening. Seven days shall there be no leaven, leavening found in your houses. For whosoever eateth that which is leavened, 
even that soul shall be cut off from the congregation of Israel, whether he be a stranger or born in the land. Brothers and sisters, did you hear what the Lord just said? Now, many of us like to condemn other people for the sins that they commit. Many church-going folks who go to church on Sunday, go to Bible class on Wednesday, who say Jesus and every other sentence or every other paragraph that they speak, some of those people like to condemn other people for not doing right. Hmm. This is why you must be careful because for those same people, we have to ask the question, do you have bread in your houses right now? Because right now we're still in the Feast of Unleavened Bread, and we're going to show you when it starts. Have you eaten any bread between Saturday and today? So, brothers and sisters, the Lord commands us for this seven-day period, for this time period, to eat no leavening bread. So we are limited to what's called pita breads or the flat bread or the crackers this time of year, brothers and sisters. Again, do we know that to even teach that? For those who are so quick to judge others, are we keeping the things that we're telling people that they're breaking, brothers and sisters, which is the word of God, which is his commandments, his statutes, and his laws. Read that last verse, Brother Messenger, verse 20. Ye shall eat nothing leavened. In all your habitations ye shall eat unleavened bread. So no matter where you live, whether it's Inglewood in Chicago on the south side, or whether it's Lawndale and Austin in Chicago on the west side, or whether it's North Carolina or South Carolina, or whether it's the dirty south, or whether it's New York or New Jersey, whether it's the west coast, or whether it's the Midwest, brothers and sisters, the Lord tells us that we must have no leavened bread in our homes, brothers and sisters, and we must not eat any bread with leavening in it. Now, brother messenger, let's go to the book of Leviticus, the 23rd chapter. Now, again, this was during the time of Egypt, brothers and sisters. The Lord just had the Passover. The blood was over the sides of the post and over the doorpost. And he said, stay in your houses for this night. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. The death angel will pass over you, brothers and sisters. And then he says, after that in the morning, he wanted you to leave Egypt. Take your unleavened bread. You ain't got time to bake no bread. Take your unleavened bread. Put, make sure your shoes is on. Make sure that, that your loins are girded. And get up out of Egypt. I want you up out of there. <laughs> We're going to show you, brothers and sisters, what this leavening represents. Let's go to Leviticus, the 23rd chapter. But first, we got to show people that this is God's law. This is his holy day. This is his feast day that he said that if you're going to be a Christian or if you're going to be a follower of Jesus, then you better be keeping this because we can't say that we are followers of Jesus and don't do what Jesus did. Mm. Or we can't say that we're Christian and we are not Christ-like. 
So if we're Christian and we're a follower of Jesus, then let's read what we must do. Leviticus, the 23rd chapter, and we're going to read 1 through 6. Leviticus, the 23rd chapter, verses 1 through 6. Let's go. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, Concerning the feast of the Lord. Concerning the feast of the Jews. Of the Lord concerning the feast of the Lord now Lord tell us about this feast what is it concerning your feast go ahead which ye shall proclaim to be holy convocation even these are my feast so anytime his feast days come you're supposed to have what is called church or a holy gathering according to the Lord this is not Black ice or the messenger, we are just simply reading the word of God. Now go ahead and finish at verse 3 and keep reading down. Six days shall work be done, Uh huh. but the seventh day is the Sabbath of rest and holy convocation. Ye shall do no work therein. It is the Sabbath of the Lord in all your dwellings. So no matter where you live, we're not in... Jerusalem anymore. We're not in Israel no more. But he said, wherever you live in all your dwellings, it says six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is the Sabbath day of rest. So for my Christian brothers and sisters, followers of Jesus, we know that the Sabbath day is from Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. Mm -hmm. That's the party night for most of us. (laughs) Going out to the club on Friday night. And then what we want to do, we want to party on the Sabbath day, and then we want to rest on Sunday, which is the first day of the week. Hmm. Or have our holy gathering on Sunday, which is the first day of the week, when the Lord tells us that he wants a holy gathering or church on the seventh day of the week. I just want to show you the comparison between what the Lord told us to do and what we're actually doing today. I'm not judging anybody. I'm just reading the word of God. Let's go to verse 4. These are the feasts of the Lord, even holy convocations, which ye shall proclaim in their season. These are the feasts of the Lord, even holy gatherings, which you shall proclaim in their seasons. So you can't do the Passover anytime you want to do it, the bread and the wine. It has to be done in its season, brothers and sisters. Verse 5. In the 14th day of the first month at evening is the Lord's Passover. So the 14th day of the first month at evening is the Lord's Passover. So, brothers and sisters, Hmm. we just had the Passover Thursday At sundown, which means that the next day, brothers and sisters, one of the Lord's feasts fell the next day after the Passover. Go ahead and read it, Brother Matthew. You might got some people that's confused. Yes. Because it says that in the 14th day of the first month, Mm -hmm. and you just said, this was Thursday. We we in April. What do you mean? We are in April, brothers and sisters. January is the first month. Well, see, brothers and sisters, oh, okay. see, some people now. may think that January is the first month, but we want you to use your common sense, brothers and sisters. Now, of course, man added an additional day to about seven of the months of the year. Mm-hmm. 
The Lord's months are 30 days. So man added an additional day to seven of the months of the year and said, I'm going to make this the 31st day of the month. And then in February, he takes two days from it. So when you look at the month of October, if you look at the root of the word October, you have oct, O-C-T, which means eight. Any word that begins with O-C-T means eight. Yes. Octopus, a sea creature with eight tentacles. An octagon, a shape that includes eight sides. Any word that begins with D-E-C means ten. You have a decathlon, which is 10 races. You have a decade, which is 10 years. You have decimal point, which means rounding to the nearest tenth. Then you have December, which also means 10, brothers and sisters. So we're just showing you how man, although he knows the months of the year, and he switches them up, and told you January was the first month of the year, when we know that all things begin with things that are new. So this is why the beginning of the year, according to the Lord, is always around the time of springtime. And if you want to get even more technical, it's the time of the new moon this time of year, brothers and sisters. But that's another lesson for another time. We just wanted to drop that knowledge on you. So what happens the day after the Passover? Verse 6. And on the 15th day of the same month is the Feast of Unleavened Bread unto the Lord. Uh-huh. Seven days ye must eat unleavened bread. So for seven days, including today, brothers and sisters, you are not supposed to be eating any bread that has leavening in it. Black Ice, what's leavening? It's that agent that makes that dough rise, brothers and sisters. We are not supposed to be eating any cakes, any cookies, any um, loaves of bread. No, according to the Lord, you can't do that this week because this is the week of unleavened bread. Now, let's go to explain to you, brothers and sisters, why the Lord put this there and what it represents. Let's go to the book. Go ahead. Brother L.C. Alexander, I see you tuning in. That's what's happening. Let's go to the book of Proverbs, the 28th chapter. Mm-hmm. Proverbs, the 28th chapter. And now, some of us like to walk around as if we are holier than thou. We like to point out the transgressions of others. We, we, we like to only point out the sins that we have under control. Now, a lot of people like to talk about the LGBTQ community. Oh, look at those homosexuals and look at those lesbians over there. Because you're not homosexual and you're not lesbian, it's easy for you to talk about those who are because you have that under control. You may have that lust under control, brothers and sisters. And then there are some people who talk about people who are not married but I'm having sex. Maybe you married now. You don't do the things that you used to do when you was a teenager, but now you feel that it is expedient for you to talk about those who are doing the things that you used to do, but you don't do anymore. And then we have church folks who talk about people who don't go to church. So we like to point out things, brothers and sisters, that other people are doing that we have 
under control. But let's read about that. Let's go to the book of Proverbs, the 28th chapter, verses 13 through 14. Proverbs 28, verses 13 through 14. Go ahead and read. He that covered this sin shall not prosper. So wait a minute. You sinning, but you want to cover it up. You want to act like you ain't doing nothing that's wrong, brothers and sisters. Hmm. Read that again, Brother Messenger. He that what? He that covereth his sin shall not prosper. Mm-hmm. But whosoever confesseth and forsake them shall have mercy. So, brothers and sisters, the Lord knows that you're going to sin. He knows that. What he's saying to you is that we, uh, um, I, I want you to feel sorry about the sins that you have committed. I want you to repent for the sins that you have committed. I know that you're going to sin. I know that you're going to do things that are wrong. But what's even more hypocritical about that, brothers and sisters, is that those who do sin, and then they want to defend the sin. Mm. Or they want to defend the lie. Or even deny it all together. And even deny it all together. And this is what makes devil, brothers and sisters. This is what makes devil. So you say, well, you know, I, I, I know that, um, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not supposed to be this or that, you know, but everybody else is doing it. Hmm. You know, the Lord understand. He understand how, you know, he understand. I'm down here on, he understand. Go ahead, continue, brother. Happy is the man that feareth always, but he that hardeneth his heart shall fall into mischief. Brothers and sisters, when you don't have sympathy and when you don't have sorrow for the things that you do, brothers and sisters, the Lord will harden your heart. He did it to Pharaoh in Egypt. He made it where Pharaoh cannot turn from his wicked ways, brothers and sisters. And we don't want to get to the point where the Lord looks at us and he say, well, I didn't give this person an opportunity to change. And this person still refuses to change, so I'm going to harden their heart. Let's keep this lesson going on, brother messenger. Let's go to the book of Mark. Let's go to the book of Mark. Now, we say we love Jesus. But we won't study his word. All we'll do is go on what mama told me, what daddy told me, what the pastor told me, what grandma told me. What if grandmama was wrong? What if mama and daddy was wrong? What if pastor is wrong, brothers and sisters? The only way that we could find that out is to go in this book and read this word. You can't say that you know Jesus strictly from what somebody tells you about Jesus. Mm. The only way that you can know him is to read his word and to do your best to keep them. Now, this is how it's so easy to fall into these man-made holidays like Easter. Many of my Christian brothers and sisters who profess to be followers of Jesus was celebrating Easter Sunday. When we know that according to our research, that Easter is the celebration of the sex goddess or the goddess of fertility. Now, in Egypt, she was called Isis. In Greece and Rome, she was called Demetria. 
And then she became to be known as Esther or Istarte. And this is where the term Mother Earth came from, because mother is a woman. And around the time of spring, brothers and sisters, things in nature begin to be reborn. Grass comes back out of the ground. Leaves comes back on the limbs of the trees, the branches. So this was the time of the, of the year when pagans, brothers, brothers and sisters, worshipped their goddess of fertility, Easter. And the Romans and, and the Greeks had sex orgies during this time to commemorate Easter. And they would go Easter egg hunting. They would send their women away to run off and to hide naked. And when they, when they would find the woman, they could have sex with the woman, sort of like the game we used to play hide and go seek. <laughs> But the woman carries the egg. That's where the Easter egg hunting came from. All this was sexual activity. And we're giving our children all this sexual activity when we're giving them Easter, Brother Messenger. But somebody came and said, well, this represents Jesus. And like the sheep being led to the slaughter, we all went in that direction and refused to even research if it was the truth. But now we know that Easter is antichrist, has nothing to do with the Bible or Jesus, but what Jesus wants you to celebrate is the Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread this time of year, but instead of us wanting to do what Jesus commands us to do, we're going to look at Brother Messenger and Black Ice, and we're going to say, what are y'all teaching? Are, 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 are y'all um, legalist? Well, if legalist means to follow the laws of God, then I guess legalist to me is a good name. I'll accept it. I'll <laughs> accept it, brothers and sisters. So let's go ahead and read that book. Mark the 7th chapter, verses 6 to 8. Mark the 7th chapter, verses 6 to 8. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. He answered and said unto them, Well have Esau prophesied of you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honored me with their lips. So the people honor me with their lips. They can say Jesus, 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 Jesus all day. You, you know the name Jesus, and you love to call the name Jesus. But Jesus said, you will honor me with your lips. Why did he say that? Because everything I told you not to do, you do. And the things that I'm telling you to do, you're finding an excuse not to do them. Read that one more time. Well, have Isaiah prophesied of you hypocrites. As it is written, this people honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. How by in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. Teaching for doctrine the commandments of men, brothers and sisters. When you talk about the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the whole thing for the, or, or the purpose of God telling us to not eat anything that has leavening in it, brothers and sisters, is to keep us away from sin. Leavening in this text represents 
sin. Mm. So when we come up under the blood of Jesus, and we come up under that protection of the blood of Jesus, from that moment on, our job is to try our best to stay away from sin. And this is why for these seven days, the Lord commands us to stay away from bread that has leavening in it, brothers and sisters. Hmm. But again, we don't want to hear what the Lord said. We want to hear what the Pope said. Right. We want to hear what this person said. We want to hear what that person said. Don't you know you got the same book that the Pope got? You can read it. And you can read it for yourself? As a matter of fact, the Pope came or the Catholic Church came and they changed some of the things that were actually in the book that you're reading. And this is why the Catholic Ten Commandments are different from the Biblical Ten Commandments, King James Version, brothers and sisters. When the Ten Commandments in the King James Version say, make no images of anything on earth, uh, uh, under, under the, the earth, under the, or in the sea. That's right, under heaven, on earth, or in the sea. Then the Catholics remove that from their Bible, brothers and sisters. Not even in So you got to be careful as to who you are following and what you are following. Let's go ahead and continue. Let's go to the book of Philippians, the second chapter. The book of Philippians, the second chapter. Now, once we learn this word and learn that the Feast of Unleavened Bread, which represents seven days being sin-free, doing our best to stay away from sin, once we get ourselves under control, once we get ourselves in check, then, brothers and sisters, you got to be careful not to judge other people. We are all a work in progress or process. Um, Philippians 2, 5 through 12. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. So if the mind that was in Christ Jesus is in you, then there won't be no celebrating of Easter. Because the mind of Jesus didn't celebrate these man-made holidays or these false gods like Esther or Astarte. He celebrated the Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread. So if the Christ of mind be in you, then you have to do what Christ did. Celebrate this Feast of Unleavened Bread. Continue. Who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Mm-hmm. But God made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself okay. and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also have highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name. That at the name of who? That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, of the things in heaven, and the things in earth, and the things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Wherefore? Wherefore, my beloved. As ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. So, brothers and sisters, Jesus ain't here in the physical form anymore. But although he's not here in the physical form, he left his word. He left us a comforter, 
brothers and sisters, even the spirit of truth. Even the spirit of truth. So he's not here in the physical form, but he left this with us. So we can't assume what we think Jesus would want us to do. We, can't, we got to read what Jesus wants us to do. Go ahead and continue, Brother Messenger. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. So, brothers and sisters, mama can't save you. Daddy can't, pastor can't save you. It says work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. We're talking about the purpose of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, brothers and sisters, is to remove sin from us. Remove sin from us. Now, from the beginning... We had a choice. Mm. Adam and Eve had a choice, brothers and sisters. We know and understand that as long as we live, there would be a daily fight not to sin. The only time we are truly sin-free, brothers and sisters, is when we die. I hate to say that. That's the truth. But the only time that we are truly sin-free is when we die, brothers and sisters. But what we can do until we die is to do our best to be sin-free. Absolutely. Do our, just work on it every day. Let's just do our best to be sin-free, brothers and sisters. God knows that we will never achieve that in this flesh and blood body. But we can attempt that, brothers and sisters. Let's go to First John. First mm-hmm. John chapter one. First John chapter one. First John chapter one. And let's go eight through ten. Go ahead, my brother. If we say that we have no sin, mm. we deceive ourselves. Wait a minute. There are some people who are saying, I, I don't sin. I ain't got no sin. Read that one more time. If we say what? If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Oh, somebody lying. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. So instead of saying that we are sin-free or I, have, I no longer have no sin, why don't we just say, Lord, Please forgive me of my sin, knowingly and unknowingly. That's it. That's my prayer. Because we all do stuff. No, you do stuff knowingly, but most of all, you do a lot of stuff unknowingly mm-hmm. that constitutes sin that you may not even know you've committed a sin. What the scripture said? We all fall short. We all fall short of the glory. We all fall short, brothers and sisters, of the glory of God. Absolutely. And this is why there is a need for the feast of unleavened bread, brothers and sisters, to purge ourselves or to rid ourselves of sin. Let's go to the book of Romans, the sixth chapter. Now, we are committing sins every day, brothers and sisters. And the average person don't even know it. The average person don't even know it, brothers and sisters. So let's go to Romans, the sixth chapter. Again, I'm going to say this again. The only time that we are free from sin is when we die. And the only time that we are sin-free, brothers and sisters, while we are alive is when we will be resurrected to a spiritual form. 
That's the only time that we can be perfect, and that's the only time that we can be sin-free once we are resurrected to our spiritual body, brothers and sisters. But let's read it. Romans 6, chapter, verses 7 through 22. Romans 6, chapter, verses 7 through 22. Turn your Bibles. Romans, the 6th chapter, verses 7 through 22. Go ahead, my brother. For he that is dead is free from sin. Oh, wait a minute. You got to die? He that is dead is free from sin? Didn't we just say that, brothers and sisters? So while we are alive in this flesh and blood body, we're going to be in sin, brothers and sisters. The best we can do every day is to ask God for forgiveness. Forgive our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. The trespasses just ain't against your neighbor. Your trespasses is also against God, brothers and sisters. Lord, forgive us of our, of our trespass, anything that I've done to offend you, Father God. Mm. Forgive me that. And if I can't forgive people for what they've done to me, then the Lord can't forgive me for what I have done to him. That's the law, brothers and sisters. So let's go ahead and read the book of Romans, the sixth chapter, verse eight. Go ahead. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Now, remember they say dying in Christ. You ever heard the term dying in Christ? That means that you worked, brothers and sisters, from the time you came into the knowledge of God to the time you took your last breath to try to do this thing right, according not to your own understanding, but according to what's written in this word of God. So now you have died in Christ. Go ahead. For, for in that he died, he died. Uh, no, no, no. Verse 9. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dieth no more. Death have no more dominion over him. So, brothers and sisters, Jesus is the first of those that slept, that was raised from the dead. But in his example, we know what to look for for ourselves. Go ahead, read 10, brother. For in that he died, he died unto sin once, but in that he liveth. He lived unto God. Jesus was born in a flesh and blood body too, brothers and sisters. So you know what that means? That means that Jesus was born in sin, brothers and sisters. The Bible says he came in sinful flesh to condemn sin in the flesh, brothers and sisters. Once and for all. This is why when the young man came to him and he said, Good master, what must I do to be saved? Come on. Jesus told him, why are you calling me good? There is only one good, even the Father. Because while Jesus was in this flesh and blood body, he inherited sin, brothers and sisters. Although he did not commit one, just merely having a flesh and blood body made him inherit sin, brothers and sisters. Verse 11. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, 
that ye should obey it in the lust thereof. It didn't say sin wouldn't be in your body, brothers and sisters. What it says was, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body. Let not it reign. So I always say that one or two things are going to happen. Either your flesh is going to control your spirit or your spirit is going to control your flesh. And you want to be in a position where your spirit controls your flesh. Mm. Continue reading at 12, brother. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead. And your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. So how do we sin, Brother Messenger? We sin with our hands. We sin with our lips. We sin with our eyes, brothers and sisters. We sin with those. So he says, let your members as of your body, your members pretty much, as instruments of righteousness unto God. Let them be those type of things. Verse 14. For sin shall not have dominion over you. For ye are not under the law, but under grace. Oh, wait a minute now. That's it. That's the one. Wait a minute now. See, Brother Messenger, Black Ice, I told you we're not under the law no more. Mm. Brothers and sisters, if we, if, if, well, well, let me put it like this. Some people will use this as an excuse to say there is no more law. Because this says that we're not under the law anymore. Some people say, well, it ain't no more law. Jesus did away with the law. We under grace. What is the definition of sin? The transgression of the law. Sin is the transgression of the law. If there is no more law, there cannot be any more sin. But because sin still exists, There is still law. So what it is saying when it says that you are no longer under the law, that means that if you are doing the right things, brothers and sisters, then the law is not hanging over you. Grace of God and his forgiveness toward your sin is about. If you obey the traffic rules of the road, then... The law is not going to apply to you because you are not breaking the law, brothers and sisters. When you go to court and you say, well, judge, I didn't run that red light. I made a full stop. Then they pull up the video and show that you didn't make it. Guess what? Now you are under the law of whatever city you belong to and their traffic laws, brothers and sisters. So if you don't commit sin, you are not under the weight of the law, brothers and sisters. Don't mean that the law don't exist. means that if you don't commit the sin, you are not under the weight of the law. I'm going to stop interrupting you, Brother Messenger. Go ahead. What then shall we sin? Because we are not under the law, but under grace. God forbid. Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey. His servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. So are you serving sin or are you serving righteousness, brothers and sisters? You say either one, whichever one you yield yourselves to, that's who your master is. Verse 17. 
But God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. Being then made free from sin, ye became the servants of righteousness. I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. For as ye have yielded your members servants to uncleanliness and to iniquity, unto iniquity, even now yield your members servants to righteousness unto holiness. Let me get the last three. For when you were the servants of sin, you were free from righteousness. What fruit had you then in those things whereof ye are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death, but now being made free from sin and become servants to God, you have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. So, brothers and sisters, once you do this thing to the best of your ability, to the end, even unto death, when you are resurrected, brothers and sisters, hopefully when Jesus comes back, which is the first resurrection, but if you're not in the first resurrection, then according to Revelation, the 20th chapter, you've got to wait another thousand years and be resurrected in the second resurrection. And hopefully at judgment, your good outweighs your bad. But either way, you are resurrected if you are found righteous. You are resurrected, brothers and sisters, to holiness. To everlasting life, brothers and sisters. And this is our goal. And this is why we need the reminder of the Feast of Unleavened Bread to remind us to remove sin away from us. The Lord says, remove bread with leavening in it for seven days. Remove it away from you. The leavening represents sin. We got uh, just a... um, few more places to go, brothers and sisters, and we are out of here. When you learn the word and apply the word to your life, the affliction comes shortly after. Try your best to resist the devil. The devil works through your emotions. Once we get on track, our responsibility is to help get others on track. The book of James, the fourth chapter. You said the devil works what? The devil works through your emotions, brothers and sisters, through your flesh. That's the only way that he can affect you if you allow him in through your flesh. Let's go ahead and read that, the book of James, the uh, fourth chapter, verses 7 through 10. Go ahead, my brother. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Be afflicted, and mourn, and weep. Let your laughter be turned to the morning, and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. You humble yourself, brothers and sisters, the Lord will lift you up. You say, Lord, I'm trying to do this thing right. It's a struggle. Man, I keep slipping. I keep falling back. Lord, I need you. I need your strength. I need you to just um, build me up. I need you to build me up, build up my, my, my understanding, build up my, my, man, my will. Just build me up. Lord, I'm trying to do the right thing. I need your help. Mm-hmm. 
when we come to the Lord, brothers and sisters, in a humble manner, the Lord is going to help us. The Lord is going to put you in a position where maybe you're somewhere where you don't need to be. He's going to cause something else to open up in your life that removes you from the situation that you're currently in. Mm. He'll do it for you, brothers and sisters. Three more places to go. John, the 15th chapter. John, the 15th chapter. The closer we get to Jesus, the more hate we will receive from the world. Understand this and expect this, brothers and sisters. This is a part of the journey to salvation. I'm going to say that again. The closer we get to Jesus, the more hate we will receive from the world. Brother Messenger, John, the 15th chapter, verses 14 through 19. Ye are my friends, if you do whatever I command you. So what happened? If you're not doing what the Lord commanded you to do, if you are not keeping the Feast of Unleavened Bread, then you're not a friend of Jesus. Read that one more time. Ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you. What's the word that comes after friends? If. The word that comes after friends is if, brothers and sisters, that's the condition. You are my friends if you do whatsoever I command you. Don't you know that it was Jesus in the book of Leviticus, the 23rd chapter, that says that these are the feasts of the Lord? You must keep these feasts. That was Jesus, brothers and sisters, telling us to do that. Continue at verse 15. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends, for all things have I heard, have I heard of my Father have made known unto you. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and ordained you, that ye should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you, that ye love one another. Uh-huh. If the world hate you. If the world hate you. You know that it hated me before it hated you. It hated Jesus also. If ye were of the world, the world would love his own. But because ye are not of the world... But I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hated you. So remember what? Remember the word that I said unto you. Not remember what somebody else told you. Remember the word that I said unto you. The servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my saying, they will keep yours also. So, brothers and sisters, the Lord is saying this Feast of Unleavened Bread, the Passover, and the other five feasts that's listed in the book of Leviticus, the 23rd chapter, keep those things. Mm. The world is going to look at you and they're going to say you crazy. They're going to say, why are you persecuting us? I put up a post on my page the other day giving people the knowledge of the death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. And I showed people through Scripture that Jesus was killed on a Wednesday, put in the grave on, on a Thursday, 
and rose on Saturday before sundown, gave people the scriptural support of all of these things. It was a very long post. I didn't target anybody. But there were people who came on my page and came on my post and began to criticize the teachings that I was teaching from this book called the Bible. Why does all of this matter, Black Ice? Why are you putting this to, Why does it matter? It matters because it's written in this book called the Bible. Everything in this book matters, brothers and sisters. We got somebody on the live feed right now. Targeting this lesson. That's all right. But see, y'all got to understand that when the truth is being spoken, mm-hmm. Satan is, he has to dispatch his people to try to steal, kill, and destroy and distract you from getting his word. But I got news for the person that's on this live feed right now. We are not distracted. We don't care what you say in the live feed. We're going to continue to preach this word of God. And you need to look at yourself in the mirror and realize that you are being controlled by the enemy himself if you don't think what we're reading from this book is true. Because mm-hmm. that's all we're doing is reading the word. But brothers and sisters, don't be distracted. Absolutely. And you know what? We still love you. Absolutely. And we pray for you, my brother. And we pray for you. I want you to stay on the live feed so you can get this word so you can't deny that you didn't hear it. I don't care what you say about it. And even if you stay on the live feed and if if you disagree, keep on posting. Because the more you post, the more comments we have and the more that that's going to draw people to the show to actually hear the The word word of God. God. So we appreciate you. So there's a purpose for everything. Come on. Yeah. So let's go to the book of Acts. The 13th chapter, we got two more places to go. Acts, the 13th chapter, <clears throat> verse 38 and 39, two, two verses. Acts, the 13th chapter, verses 38 through 39. Through the blood of Jesus, we are all given a chance at salvation. Go ahead. Acts, 13th chapter, verses 38 through 39. Be it known unto you, therefore, men and brethren, that through... This man is preached unto you the forgiveness of sin. And by him all that believe are justified from all things from which ye could not be justified by the law of Moses. See, the law of Moses, brothers and sisters, contained animal sacrifice. So there was nothing about the blood of an animal, brothers and sisters, that could take away the sins of man. If it were so, Jesus would have never had to come. But because he came, brothers and sisters, Mm. then we can read Hebrews, the 10th chapter, where it talks about the law, which was the shadow of good things to come, but not the very image of the thing, could never replace uh, with with the sacrifices of animals and the offering of animals, brothers and sisters. So when Jesus came and replaced animal sacrifice, it gave us something better to be under. Now the sins can be removed and taken away, sort of like that bread that the Lord wants us to get out of our house. He wants us to remove that bread that has leavening in it, brothers and sisters. This is why you must keep, according to the Lord, 
in the book of Leviticus, the 23rd chapter, the Feast of Unleavened Bread. You must keep this, brothers and sisters. And if you didn't get it right this year, that's right. you got to work towards getting it right the next year that it comes around. Let's close this thing out. First John, the first chapter. First John, the first chapter. Now, what must we do as followers of Jesus? Should it concern us whether or not we know the truth? Because, see, some people seem to think, well, what difference does it make, Black Ice? As long as we got Jesus, what difference does it make? What difference does it make whether we keep the Feast of Unleavened Bread or not? As long as we know Jesus and know his name, well, the thing is you don't really know him. If you're not keeping the things that he told you to keep, you don't really know him. You know the name, but you don't know him. Because he said, if you love me, you would keep, you would keep my commandments. So everybody who's walking around saying that they love Jesus, do you really love him? Are you keeping the Feast of Unleavened Bread, which we are currently in right now? Have you removed the bread from your house? Have you stopped eating bread that has leavening in it this week? Because he said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. So you can answer that question for yourself, brothers and sisters. And some of you all will say, well, Black Ice, I didn't know. Well, that's the purpose of doing this lesson so that you can know. That's right. And now that you know, you have a responsibility to act on that which you have come in knowledge of. And like he said earlier, if you didn't get it right this year, prepare your mind and your well, heart well, and spirit. Well, 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 before next year, get it right, right. for the rest right. of the week. Because you still got a few days left. <laughs> you still got a few days left. So it ends, brothers and sisters, Friday at sundown. That's when the Feast of Unleavened Bread ends. It ends Friday this week at sundown. You must not eat any bread that has leavening in it. And the, le and the Lord goes even a step further, saying, remove it from your home. I forgot that I had some bread in my kitchen. And when I thought about it, because it's not out in the open, it's in, you know, it's in a container, I went in there and took the bread and threw it in the garbage outside of the home, not in the garage, because the garage is part of my house. I threw it in the garbage can outside of the house. Again, brothers and sisters, we're not perfect, but as long as the Lord sees that we're moving in the direction to the best of our ability of his word and of truth, he, he, he's going to respect us for that, brothers and sisters. Let's close this thing out. First John chapter 1, verses 5 through 7. What must we do as followers of Jesus? Should it concern us whether or not we know the truth? Because, again, some people don't think it matters what the Bible say, as long as we know Jesus. That's enough. Or the name Jesus, that's enough. Go ahead. This, then, is the message which we have heard of him and declared unto you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. Wait a minute. In God, there is no darkness at all. In him, all there is is light. Well, brothers and sisters, ignorance is a form of darkness. 
That's why when he said, I go, I shall leave you a comfortable comforter, and he will lead and guide you into all truth. The truth is in this book. And the truth is what we spoke tonight, that the Lord has seven feast days, according to the book of Leviticus, the 23rd chapter, that we must keep. And of those seven feast days, we are in the Feast of Unleavened Bread, which is a seven-day feast, brothers and sisters, that we must eat no leavened bread. Continue reading. If we say that we have fellowship with him, if we say that, and walk in darkness, we lie. Oh, I can say that I love Jesus and still celebrate Easter. I'm a liar. I can say that I know Jesus and still celebrate Easter. I'm a liar. I can say I know Jesus and still celebrate Christmas. I'm a liar. I can say that I love him. But I'm a liar, brothers and sisters. Because if I really knew him, I would know what he told me not to do. Read that one more time, Brother Messenger. If we say that we have fellowship with him Mm -hmm. and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. Brothers and sisters, the Feast of Unleavened Bread is a seven-day feast. You must keep the Feast of Unleavened Bread according to the Lord. It begins the day after the Passover, and it ends seven days after, brothers and sisters. For those seven days, you must not eat any bread with leavening in it, cakes, cookies, or whatever. The first day, there must be a church gathering. And the seventh day, there must be, there must be a church gathering, brothers and sisters. We read it. We didn't say it. We read it out of this book. The Lord commands us, brothers and sisters, messengers, give them the last word. My final word is this. A lot of this information is new to a lot of people. And I know that it's going to ruffle some people's feathers because they just went grocery shopping. They got a whole lot of bread and cookies. Biscuits and every, all kind of things in your home. I want you to understand that these lessons are to help you reach what we all ultimately want to reach, which is salvation and eternal life. So you have to make a choice. Are you willing to let your eternal life or your salvation be affected by some cookies, by some pie, by some bread? I mean, it, it seems like, oh, man, come on, you talking crazy. But, again, that could be one of those things if we make it to the great throne judgment, if you're not resurrected in the first resurrection, that you're going to have to answer for. Mm-hmm. And when God asks that question, what are you going to say? 
I just went grocery shopping, Lord. I couldn't throw it away. I said it perfect. You still got time to do the right thing. But if your mind isn't made up right now, prepare yourself to do the whole thing the right way for next year now that you know. It is a process to live by the words that are written in this book. By no means don't think that me and ICE don't struggle. Oh, yeah. We struggle. Even as we teach daily, <laughs> we struggle. Get your lives in order with the word and the commandments of God. And stop making excuses for the commandments of men. Hmm. And that's my final word. With that being said, brothers and sisters, sister, brother Ruiz, brother and sister Ruiz, get that bread out of y'all homes for for this week for the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Uh, love you guys. They are faithful listeners to the Bible Show and watchers of the Bible Show Truth Hour. Uh, we thank you all for listening and watching another edition of the Bible Show Truth Hour. We're going to go ahead and sign off on YouTube and end with our prayer. But for those who are on YouTube who would like to be added to our text message reminder list, then text your name and the keyword Truth Hour, keywords Truth Hour, to 312-719-7310. And for those who are on Facebook Live, if you would like to get a reminder via text message that the Truth Hour is about to go on live every Tuesday, then text your name and the keywords Truth Hour to 312 312- 719-7310. 312-719-7310. And we will send you a text message right before we go live with the title of the subject for, um, for that particular Tuesday. And we're looking for more of you to become members of Team Truth Hour. And I want to thank Team Truth Hour for helping put this lesson together yeah, uh, today. I want to thank you all. We have... Um, <clears throat> our brothers and sisters who are there on Team Truth Hour. And again, if you want to become a part of Team Truth Hour, which your responsibility would be to help share the lesson, invite people to like the Truth Hour Bible page on Facebook, to invite people to subscribe to the YouTube channel, to share and get this word out. We welcome you. We want more members for the Bible Show Truth Hour. We would appreciate you. So for YouTube, we love you. We're signing off. Good night. Good night. For those who are out there um, on Truth Hour Bible Radio Show Land, we are going to go ahead and end this lesson, brothers and sisters, uh, with a prayer. And um, we're going to have Met Brother Messenger prayers out. And again, the Feast of Unleavened Bread ends this Friday at sundown. Let's go ahead and pray this thing out, Brother Messenger. God, in the mighty name of Jesus, we come to you yet again just to say thank you. Father God, we thank you for all those that heard your word today, Father God, even those that didn't agree but still heard. We thank you, Father God, for gathering all your people, Father God, those who have an ear, let them hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say. We want to thank you for allowing myself and Brother Black Ice to be the vessels that you have chosen to teach, Father God. We pray, Father God, that you watch over each and every one of us in every house that is represented. 
as we depart from this place but not for your presence. Continue to allow us to have an open mind to receive what your words say, Father God. And let's reject everything that man says. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you, Father God, and we continue to pray that the people are edified. But more importantly, God, we pray that you are glorified. In your mighty Son, Jesus Christ's name, we pray. Amen. 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 We thank you all for this. Share this video one more time, y'all. Share the video one more time. We thank y'all for listening. I'm interested to um, to go back and read the comments for this one. Oh, yeah. I'm really Absolutely. interested in that. Yep. We, we are out, y'all. Thank y'all for your time. God bless you, and good night. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.